so very grateful to greet you all in this space. I can guarantee you this, that somebody on your feed this morning needs this message. So I'm going to ask you to go ahead and take a moment and share this feed, um, text it to somebody or share it on your stream. But we're grateful to meet God in this space on this morning. Y'all let me know in the chat about the volume. But I thank you, Jasmine. I thank you, Danielle, for opening up our space today and setting an intention to worship, setting an intention to worship. That is why we are here on this morning, to worship this God that gave us breath in our bodies, that sustains us despite all that's happening in the world. We're still alive and we have something to be grateful for that. Hello to my YouTube family and my Facebook family and to all who have joined to worship with us today in worship. Just grateful, so grateful to be here. So grateful, so grateful to be here. I'm going to go ahead and shift into the word. And before that, I'm just going to pray for us again. God, I thank you for meeting us in this space. Thank you that we came into this space to worship and to hear a word from you, not to just hear a word, but eventually to be doers of that word, as Danielle said. And so God, I pray and I thank you for using all of my body. God, I thank you for using all of my voice to deliver your message on this morning and that I may be a vessel for you, for you are the preacher and I am simply the vessel. And so God, we thank you for that on this morning. So it is clear to me that our spiritual family, individually and collectively, are in a season of elevation spiritually. And wherever we elevate spiritually, we can begin to see the fruits of that manifested in our everyday lives physically. As we ascend, we must remember new opportunities and new experiences and learning curves come accompany Every new level, every new level presents for us new opportunities, new experiences, and new learning curves. But if we would step back emotionally and come higher and see our current position from the mountaintop, step out of our emotions and come to a higher spiritual perspective and look down, we will realize that often we already have the things and the tools and the people and the places in our possession that we can use on this new level. Perhaps it's a spiritual principle you've learned and you thought you didn't need it, but you may just need it on this new level. Perhaps there's people in your network that you didn't understand why they are there, but now that you're at a new level, a new level spiritually, you realize that God strategically placed them there just for you. And I wanna encourage you and let you know today that God doesn't allow his children to level up without the tools and the resources that they need. Again, God does not allow his children to level up and reach new dimensions without the tools and the resources that they need. There is a reason you are there. And so instead of whimpering and stepping down, won't you step into the fullness and the boldness of who God created you to be and that you have this Holy Spirit on the inside of you that speaks and guides and the voice of the genuine calling you to higher heights. God's got you this morning. I want you to know the firm foundation to know that God's got you. And I wanna ask you to, the question today, what is in your hands? What's already in your hands? 
that can be used on this level, that can be used on the next level, on the next leg of the race in life for you? What is in your hand? This very question was asked of God to Moses. I was asked of Moses by God, what's in your hands when he was called to a higher level from just simply watching flock, but now liberating his people? What's in your hands, Moses? The, this very question was asked by Elijah when he showed up at the widow of Zarephath's house in the middle of a drought. He said, what do you have in your house? What's in your house? What's in your possession that will help get you through? This current season and this current level in life, what's in your hands? And I want you to join me this morning. Follow me to the book of Exodus this morning. Chapter four, get your Bibles. Hopefully you didn't show up for church without your Bibles, but the book of Exodus chapter four. Chapter four, Exodus, Old Testament, chapter four. And we're gonna read at verse one. And when you find it, just type in the chat, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm ready. Then Moses answered. We're going to start at verse one. Then Moses answered, but suppose they do not believe me or listen to me, but say the Lord did not appear to you. The Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? And he said, a staff. And he said, throw it on the ground. So he threw the staff on the ground and it became a snake. And Moses drew back from it. And then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and seize it by the tail. So he reached out his hand and grasped it. And it became a staff in his hand so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Again, the Lord said to him, Put your hand inside of your cloak. And he put his hands inside of his cloak. And when he took it out, his hand was leprous. It's white as snow. And then God said, put your hand into your cloak. So he put it back into his cloak. And when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his body. If they will not believe you or heed the first sign, they may believe the second sign. This ends the reading. And just for more background this week, if you want to read Exodus chapter three, um, you have more background of how God entered this conversation with Moses through the burning bush. And we know this story that God basically greets Moses through a burning bush. But this is one of these conversations between Moses and God that the people that Moses led never got to hear conversation between a leader and God, but the people never got to hear this conversation. And so it's like we get to eavesdrop on the humanity of Moses. We don't just get to see him parting the Red Sea. We don't get to see him leading the people out. But these private conversations we get to hear between him and God reveals something about him. This time he was being elevated from tending to animals, tending to the flock, um, which I would say was a uh, giving to his livelihood, tending to his family, tending to Jethro, tending to his wife. And so, but now he's been called to something higher, right? Now he's been called to tend to the community, his community of Hebrews and Israelites. And so I want to put a point right here that's not even on my paper, but oftentimes we cannot even be effective in the community or outside of the ranks of our own homes because 
our enemies are, are of our own house. And when I say that, I mean internally within us, there's some things we've got to work through and learn before we are called to a higher cause of people, a larger group. And so, so many times we won't get the things in our lives in order. Our spouses, our relationships with our spouses, our children dealing with generational curses. And it's only then when you can be asked to be called higher to deal with something outside of your standard everyday individuality. You got to deal with you. And so God, I believe, is calling Moses to something greater than he has ever understood. And so he's dealing with a group of people who are oppressed. And God is basically saying, you're going to go and talk to them as a representative of me. And Moses comes up with all of these excuses, I would call them. All of his insecurities right now come out as he's being called to a new level of service. All of his insecurities come out. And But I must admit, if we're honest with ourselves, many times we sound like Moses in our private conversations with God. Why me? Who am I to speak truth to power? Who am I to start a church? Who am I to go and, and, and tell my brothers and my sisters that God sent me to lead you out and to help change your condition. Who am I? My speech is slow. Even Moses started talking about, I'm not the greatest speaker, but yet you're asking me to go and speak to these people, but then also and go and speak to Pharaoh to lead my people out of bondage. And as Moses tells God all of the reasons why he asked all of these questions, about this new assignment, asking question after question after question, we find that God finally asked Moses a question in return. God says to Moses, Moses, what's in your hands? What is that in your hands? Many times what we are missing, we are missing what God has already given us for this next leg of the race. And so what I want to talk about a little bit, and I want you to write this down because I'm going to teach on this a little bit more, but Moses was asking disempowering questions. And there's a difference between an empowering question and a disempowering question. Um, a disempowering question comes from a position of lack, not having, not having enough, not being well suited. But a question that is empowering comes from a place, a mindset and perspective of abundance. And so what does a disempowering question sound like? Um, why is this happening to me? Why is my job so hard? Empowering. What can I learn from this? What strategy can God give me for this? And what is God trying to show me in the midst of my circumstance? When we move from asking disempowering questions to empowering questions, we shift the energy, not God's energy. We shift the energy within ourselves which aligns us closer to the vibration of abundance. And there we are more receptive to empowering answers. All the questions you ask will be answered, but you have a choice whether you ask a disempowering question or an empowering question. Earlier this year in my meditation, I looked around at the Firm Foundation and I began and, and, and began to ask God in empowering questions about us. Um, who are we called to? How far can we reach through electronic and uh, as well as physical means? And God began to show me 
the gifts that are in individuals that are in our space that are untapped. Gifts some of you have been given by God that you don't even realize that you have them yet, but they're on their way to being manifested. We literally have everything that we need now in this space to ascend to the next level spiritually as a church. And here's what I need some of you who are likely just concerned about yourself to understand. You are going to have to align with us spiritually and through a heart of sacred service and be here to serve. Not only show up in our space to serve and pull on us and pull out energy and need us, but not be connected to us in a way that you sow back into the space, not talking about your money, but also through your sacred service. And in order for this space to bring out the gifts in you, you have to move from your excuses to asking God, what is in my hands? What is already in my house? When you enter a spiritual family, it is impossible for you not to ascend spiritually as that collective space and that covering of that family ascends. And I have to tell you that I am ascending. And so you must find if you want to align in the space of service or not ascend with us. You must be in alignment. You must surrender eventually like Moses had to surrender to the task at hand and began to ask God, what can be used on this level of service? What do I have that can be used on this level of service? God was calling him from tending sheep to a higher level that Moses at the time couldn't really even comprehend. But it doesn't matter if you can comprehend it. Do you understand what God is asking of you? Don't allow yourself and the enemies of your own house inside of you to keep you from serving. At some point it has to move beyond me, myself and I, my own family, my own household to what God has called me to, what purpose has God given me? And that's a different type of elevation. Many of you are looking for elevation in this space, but I ask you, what's in your hands? What can you use to serve, not just to be served, because service uh, comes along with elevation. Elevation, service precedes elevation, right? And when we elevate people uh, before they have surrendered or been equipped, we do a disservice to the collective group. So I ask you, what is in your hands? At some point, you must move beyond lip service and show up and be available to serve, show up and be available to be taught, show up and be available to receive your healing. So this week, I want you to, before you go to bed, begin to ask empowering questions. Ask God, what's in my hands? When you wake up in the morning, before you open your eyes fully, before you reach for your cell phone or for your spouse, Ask God, what is in my hands? What is in my hands? Because when you begin to ask empowering questions, you will get revelation and empowering answers. What new level is God elevating you to? For some of you, I can see very clearly your elevation. Um, you may not can see it, but I, I see it. Because as a pastor, I come to a higher level and I look at you and I ask God to show me what is needed for your life. 
and I come to the mountaintop and I look down and I see your life from a disassociated emotional, emotional level. And that's where I'm leading you. But let me remind you as you elevate to whom much is given, much is required. God is calling you higher to change things. And as children of God, we don't operate in the status quo. We set the standard. We set the bar. And some of the conditions that we are walking in, we will have to use every weapon in our spiritual arsenal. But I just want to encourage you that you can handle it, that you are a chain breaker. You are leaders. You are here to break generational curses. You will help the scales fall from the eyes of those in your family and those around you. You will liberate, you will speak truth to power. You will be the head and not the tail and you will lend and not borrow. And that is what I declare and affirm for those who are part of the Firm Foundation family this morning, not just this morning, but that is what I affirm every day that you would own and know the power of God that is on the inside of you and that we can turn our communities around, but leaders have to be in position that have been equipped and who will lay aside all of these excuses and will move as God says move. Nobody has time to keep looking back. Nobody has time to keep wondering, where are you? No, we're moving in a direction, listening to the sound of God. That's how you move, not in the rearview mirror. And I ask you what's in your hand that you need to acknowledge that God has given you that will be used at a higher level of service. You need to acknowledge what he's given you. And in that way, you began to amplify it. Just as we saw Moses with this staff that he used to tend to his flock, we also saw him use it when he parted the Red Sea. He already had it in his hands. And to perform the miracles before Pharaoh, he already had what he needed. And so sometimes God will simply ask us, what is in your hands? What is in your hands? And that's the question of the morning. And as we begin, to go into prayer, I just want to pray for you, especially those that have committed themselves to this faith, especially those who seek my guidance as I seek the guidance of God. I really want to pray for you this morning.